I like to say that I'm I'm a father of two, uh, one daughter uh, that will soon. Um, it's a young daughter; uh, she's almost three years old. But also, I, I have another son, and it's called Procesio. So, uh, why I'm saying that because Procesio is like uh, my uh, my second son. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day, they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth. Wealth of time, wealth of impact, wealth of family and relationships, as well as financial wealth. True wealth is what I'm really all about. And this journey has been full of ups and downs for me. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no money, no connections, only hard work, persistence, and even more hard work, to a European Ivy League business graduate and an expert on seven different psychological therapies with a great job. Still, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. And on this podcast, I'm privileged to interview hundreds of amazing people from members of the Forbes Technology Council, Google executives, Amazon, Microsoft, LinkedIn executives, to Financial Times reporters, and people from Harvard University, Cambridge, Stanford, even from the Vatican Church, congressional candidates and decorated veterans, or just beginners wishing to make a difference in this world, all are welcome here. And thank you all so much for the support. After all this hard work of publishing a new interview every day, this podcast is now ranking highly on Apple in the entrepreneurship category, top 200 in San Francisco, top 100 in Australia, top 100 in Singapore, top 60 in Germany, top 50 in Canada, top 50 in the United Kingdom, and top in many other places. So please share this podcast with one new person today, because when they will listen to this podcast, they'll be in very good hands. And if you are interested in my marketing consulting or podcast mentoring services on how to use podcasting as a powerful tool to research and find your perfect product market fit, send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com or on Twitter at NoCodeWealth. Let's begin. My guest today is Marianne Voicou. Marianne is the CEO at Processio and the no-code evangelist. He is steering the Processio team so that Processio becomes the default and natural step forward in building software by any person and also to become a core productivity tool such as email, word processor, spreadsheets, and presentation tools for every employee of any organization. Processio provides enterprise-grade software using no-code 
technology. Marianne, how are you today? Hello, Abdulaziz. Thank you for having me. Um, well, I'm doing uh, pretty good, pretty well. Uh, looking forward to discuss with you about uh, no-code wealth. Let's do some wealth with no-code. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like that. And to begin about Processio, how did the idea come to be? How did you notice or what is the story where you notice there is a need for Processio in the marketplace? Actually, the inception, the idea, it's not mine. It's uh, of uh, our founder, Mihai Delzan. Uh, sometime in uh, 2018, uh, Mihai faced the need to expand. He wanted to expand his existing business outside the country, and he was looking for ways to accomplish this. Uh, the initial product of uh, the company was and still is an ERP and CRM for power and gas industry. Uh, so facing this need of scaling uh, the business with the existing technology, uh, and as you might know, with any complex and legacy software, this is really challenging to scale um, this a complex uh, technology uh, in other market with other regulations. So he had a challenge, a challenge to scale. And to face this challenge, our founder came up with the idea of instead of building software and developing, why not configuring uh, and uh, do some uh, configuring uh, and uh, assembling software, not just developing. Uh, and he uh, um, he started to uh, to have a look at the service-oriented architecture. So instead of monolithic architecture, uh, he looked for service-oriented architecture. Uh, instead of uh, desktop, uh, he looked for a web. Uh, instead of uh, a lot of uh, team members and developers to build software, uh, he used uh, the existing team and uh, actually used some juniors to build, uh, junior uh, developers to build software. And this is how he figured out that there is more than a need of his business. Uh, and he started to build some POCs uh, with uh, this new way of building software with configuring. Uh, he, actually, he had like a low-code development approach. And after investigating uh, around the world, he figured out that uh, there is, uh, is more than his need. It's a global need the need to develop faster, to have a, a faster go-to-market, uh, to use the existing uh, resources of a company. And the idea came up to, to build, why not to build a technology that's industry agnostic and that anybody can uh, use to build any type of software. So basically, this was the inception. Uh, his next step was to actually to discuss with me uh, and to convince me to involve and to join this new venture. I loved his idea. Uh, at the beginning, I started as a product consultant, but I felt in love with uh, the challenge. Um, and soon after that, I joined full time uh, and started building the team and the new technology with uh, uh, together with our team. So 
this was the, in the inception of Procesio. Uh, at that time, uh, like one year ago, we didn't have a name. Uh, we had just a vision, a vision to build a technology easy to use for building enterprise-grade software. We want to, uh, to let's say, to ease the work of uh, employees of any organization, uh, but not just any organization, even to individual professional. So this is our scope. Thank you very much. So if I understood correctly, the founder in 2018, he yes. had legacy software and so he was researching to look for but to make sure that legacy software is the uh, crm uh, software that is already existing or is that also a part of the new processio mm, uh, the the current uh, products of our organization our mother company it's the existing erp and crm uh, software for power and gas industry and Processio. Processio is a technology built like a startup inside our mother company. Perfect. I love that. So if I understood correctly, he researched to have a modular approach to uh, creating software so that he won't have to be in that problem of uh, having legacy and a way that will be a SaaS that will come on service and on demand, and he found that there is a bigger need, not only for him, which encouraged him to begin Processio and convinced you of the idea, and Processio provides the ability to create enterprise-grade software by any person using configuration rather than coding from scratch. Is this correct? That's right. Thank you. And to go a bit deeper, because... I want to know the uniqueness of Processio. And when you say enterprise-grade software, and you mentioned that even individual people can have that. Well, what is the difference between enterprise-grade software? And it might sound like a simple question, but maybe a listener wouldn't know your definition of that. What is enterprise-grade software that you can create with Processio? And what is different about Processio compared to any other no-code platform? For sure. Uh, so currently, Processio can be the backend of any software that you might want to build. Uh, but our vision is much greater than that. We will be able to build any type of software from the front-end to the back-end. But at this point, uh, and for two, uh, 2021, we will focus only on the backend side of uh, software building and on the building process uh, automations, business process automations. Uh, and uh, the idea is that enterprise software uh, has a, a lot, a lot of uh, challenges and constraints. You need to be able to uh, to securely build software and to manage the information flow. Uh, so it's challenging to, uh, to, be, to be able to build the software for the enterprise, um, uh, even uh, with the resources needed for an enterprise uh, uh, grade uh, architecture. Um, uh, we, are, we are working to uh, be able to uh, build and deploy Procesio in on-premise. For the moment, we are only cloud-based, 
but soon we will be able to uh, deploy Placesio also on the premise of our uh, enterprise clients. So there are a lot of needs. At this point, we are on cloud and we are, we are focusing on building uh, the backend side of the software. Thank you very much. So if I understood correctly, yes, the bigger vision is to create any part of any software. But right now, the focus or what you're working on is Processio allows creating backend and it allows creating workflows. And right now, since you focus on enterprise grade, there is a real big need for security. And since you're now cloud-based, you will be moving to be for them to be able to host it in their um, in their LAN or whatever network that is inside to ensure the highest potential security of data flows. Is this correct? Uh, it's correct, uh, but I need to mention that we will cover the security aspect um, of building software even on cloud. We are focusing right now on the security aspect of it. Um, but also uh, an enterprise software needs to be scalable and needs to uh, not depend on the vendor. I think this is the most important aspect of an enterprise based on our research and our discussions with uh, enterprise uh, representatives. Um, they need a way to customize and to tailor a tool, a technology like Plochesio to any context. So this was our focus and still is to allow our enterprise uh, customers, clients, and even uh, all of our um, users and clients to be able to tailor processor to their needs. And we have, we have a tool for that. We call it custom action. So a custom action basically uh, is what the name says. It's a way to build custom action uh, that uh, is or are not present in our the um, our, our the uh, toolbox our toolbar so if you are an enterprise uh, and you need uh, let's say something specific you will be able to use your existing development team to build that custom action upload it in Procesio accordingly to our guideline and after that, any business people, person, can use it in any workflow or automation. So the focus and the key for scalability is custom action for us. And other aspects like uh, calling APIs, uh, actions for calling APIs and define as template, any connector to uh, any uh, exposed API can be easily built with Procesio. Thank you. And to backtrack a little bit, to make sure, are the enterprise customers or clients the people who get the most benefit or seem to be the focus of Processio right now? Because me thinking with a marketer brain, for each segment of your market, there is a different need and a different marketing message and the way to explore. And if we speak about all of them, then that will be a bit confused, but uh, the discussion would be like a bit not focused and I like to focus discussions. So to mm -hmm. make sure, 
is the enterprise either your number one focus or the number one benefactor or the person who will benefit the most, although all segments, of course, will benefit. But let's focus on one segment, which is the one that gets the most value. Who is that segment? For sure. Thank you. Thank you for focusing us a bit. So the idea is that enterprise grade is our mission. But right now for 2021, we will focus on um, on developers and business people that uh, needs a way to easily build a backend for their software, any type of software. So uh, our main target this year for 2021 will be, uh, let's see, even um, founders, technical founders uh, that want to easily build the backend of that software uh, or a developer or an agency that is building uh, software and needs a way to, uh, to, to have a way to easily scale the software that they build. I love that. This is really wonderful. Two things, please. One, explain how Processio allows them to easily scale their software. And even further, we will focus on those. But among those agency, technical founders, no-code founders, or small enterprise, which one is maybe the first among the focuses because each one of them will have different needs as well so if you had to choose one that we can focus our discussion on who would that be as well as explain how does processio help scaling software awesome so it will be a technical founder and for me and for uh, from our research technical founder are actually developers that uh, cross let's say, the side to the business aspect. So developers that uh, now are the business owners and need a way to uh, easily build software. And to go back to uh, your first question regarding um, how they will be able to scale. Well, um, when you will build a backend or automations or processes with Processio, you will have a way to easily um, reconfigure or uh, rebuild your flow. Um, and you will have like a lot of flows that you might want to trigger from your front end uh, of your application. Uh, so Processio, any process from Processio will be able to be triggered from an uh, outside uh, application and also will be able to trigger any other um, application. Actually, I like to say that Processio, it's a system that integrates other systems and helps them become an ecosystem. Does, it, does this make sense? Yes, it makes very much sense to me. And so it will be like a part of the ecosystem, since you use that word, where they can use, it's a, mm -hmm. like you said, it's a headless, so they can use any front end to trigger any part that is covered or even custom action on Processio as well as Processio, maybe through APIs or um, another way will trigger other applications and software and there will be interaction rather than 
which means it can also scale much more because you can add workflows and processes to Processio, as well as integrate, like you spoke about your founder, a modular approach where you can add other software to the ecosystem and take them out and replace them if you need to upgrade rather than be stuck with legacy ways. And it's all managed and monitored. And in a way, the heart of it is right now, at least, Processio, Intel Processio moves also to the front end, etc. Is this correct? Yes, that's exactly on point. Thank you. And to speak about technical founders, because actually it's maybe one of the rare times that I hear that argument. Most of the no-code tools have a different argument, which is this. A non-technical founder can use our platform so that they don't need to split their equity with a technical founder. That is mostly the argument that they make. You are saying a different argument, which is a very technically competent developer who will choose to use Processio as they become a founder. Can you comment on that first part about non-technical founders using the platform in order to not need to give equity or a lot of uh, their earning in the beginning to someone else and to technical founders, well, what benefit would they get instead of going and coding themselves other than speed, of course, but something unique to Processio? Uh, that's uh, really interesting. I, 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 I like what uh, the way you um, you ask me right now regarding the technical and non-technical uh, uh, founders. Actually, I don't say that a non-technical person or, or founder cannot use Processio. They can. Anybody will be able to use Processio. But a technical person, doesn't matter if he's a founder or just a developer, will be able to use, use it at its full capacity because of the custom action that's the key to tailor Processio to any context. So, in in my opinion... I actually I I I feel that there is still a need for teams. Uh, for me, Processio and no-code technologies, uh, uh, generally speaking, uh, are a bridge between business people and technical people. Uh, so, if we are about to speak about um, teams and technical and non-technical people, a technical people. Uh, a person will be able to use the most of Processio with the custom action capability. They will be able to build a custom action and upload it to Processio. After that, a non-technical person will be able to take that custom action and implement it in any workflow or process. So for me, it's more like a collaboration. Actually, Collaboration is what I would like to uh, to happen in Processio. Thank you. I like that very much. And to focus a bit on another angle of this. So without Processio and its vision, let's say there is a technical founder or a developer who wants to do exactly those workflows, custom actions, or whatever Processio provides. And Processio, let's imagine, didn't exist, which would be unfortunate, but we're trying to understand the other angle. What alternatives do they have, and why are they less optimal than Processio? Uh, 
if I get it right, you are asking me about uh, other tools to build or ways to build uh, workflows. You don't have to mention tools like yes. same names, etc. But what is there the way that people will be stuck doing without Processio? And why is it less mm -hmm, optimal? Mm -hmm. Well, without Processio, uh, if you want to build a backend, you will, be able, you will need to build it uh, with the, the default and uh, the way uh, the software was built before with the programming language, uh, writing code. Uh, actually, even with Procesio, we'll be able to build uh, to write some code to build custom action. But the idea is is that uh, with a tool like Procesio, you'll be able to build faster a backend than uh, and with less uh, resources and time um, needed than with classic uh, and default approach of software development. Um, I, I'm not saying that uh, no code technology or Procesio will eliminate uh, the coders. Actually, for me, uh, no code is just another way uh, to write code or to write software. It's another programming language, um, but it's a programming language uh, that has a common language with uh, business people. And this is the value. So with the classic development approach, uh, I, I suppose that uh, everybody that was involved with uh, the development lifecycle, they they know the benefits and also the uh, the pain points. So the pain points actually will be, uh, let's say, uh, covered with a no-code approach uh, like Procesio. Thank you. And this might sound like a very simple question, but I would like your perspective and own words on this. So a technical developer, you said, will do things faster and use less resources when doing the using Processio, correct? Right. And why is that important? I know I said it sounds simple, but your own words in this case will be very valuable. Yes, um, actually, it's not simple. And sometimes uh, it's easy to... Um, not see it, but timing is everything. So you might have uh, uh, a good idea, um, a good team, a powerful team, um, but if you don't have time and timing, uh, you might fail. And I, I suppose that any founder uh, out there might relate to this you need to be in time. You need to have a faster go to market. You need to adapt fast to the market changes. So the time is uh, the main reason. Thank you. So technical founders, they have this dilemma where other platforms of no code might be too simple for their needs since they need really deep development ability and but at the same time if they code themselves it takes way too long to adapt and do the iterative process of uh, creating their their minimal viable product and then version 2 and version 3 so what processio allows them is to combine both the power of no code and low code where they can create the same thing they would need a long time to create using code, but they can either 
develop it with no code, uh, which is very easy to do and have a high customization or low code as a custom action and create a full backend that is totally their vision of what they want rather than the software trying to force them or limit them to do only a few things or what the software founders wanted them to do. And therefore, you actually, your founder, had the same experience and pain of being left with legacy software. And sometimes that can um, be the inspiration and the genius moment where he thought, if I'm left with legacy software, well, in this case, the technical founders could create something that they learn the market doesn't want exactly that. And they're in the same position as having legacy software because there are so many changes in the code they need. While with Processio, they can do it very rapidly. And what this allows them to do is this. If their software doesn't adapt to the market to find their perfect product market fit fast, what happens, they can run out of time, run out of resources, or someone else can steal their idea quickly and use no-code tools to bring it or process you. I'm not saying that you help people yes. steal ideas, but it's superior. <laughs> so those people who will be with Processio can adapt really fast to what's going on in the market and therefore give the clients and the prospects exactly what they need. So where they can release a version, know exactly what's wrong, and then maybe within hours or days, they have the better version, which will convert more, give them more of the cash flow and the money necessary for their business to survive and to grow. And if they didn't do that, they can not do it fast enough and either people will move on to the next thing or lose interest or a competitor will steal that segment from them. But if they do it well, not only is the beauty, the speed and the less resources needed, which is for bootstrapped founders, very important, but it can scale with them, which means any needs, if they begin with Processio, anything they might need in the future, they can quickly add, adapt and change and even better, Processio is, doesn't limit them to what Processio offers. It offers an ecosystem, the ability to interact with any other software they wish and include and pick and choose models and parts of other software that will make their vision become reality and uh, to the, bring it to the table. And therefore, they can create not only a custom solution, but a custom um, galaxy of software solutions mm -hmm. that work together seamlessly using Processio. Uh, is this a correct understanding? Actually, Abdulaziz, I, I feel that you you feel this uh, pain point uh, and you actually express it right. Actually, I feel like uh, uh, you were using Processio since forever. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And to move a bit more, because that's beautiful. I encourage Processio, you're doing something absolutely great. And Thank you. share more about your vision for the next versions, because you, see, you said there will be a front end, and I'm sure it's not clear yet, but you have some ideas. For example, about the front end, what kind of idea do you have for the whether it will be uh, design freedom, it will have design freedom, or it will be design opinionated, or what kind of thing? you will look for when building the uh, front end that maybe people would be interested to learn about and it could be a scoop here or something cool like that. For sure. 
Um, actually, we know what we need to to do and to build. Uh, we know that uh, that it's a lot, and that's why we focused uh, on the on building uh, on the building blocks of our technology and uh, the processes and the backend side and our custom uh, custom action capability is uh, our building block. And after that, uh, starting 2022, uh, we will focus also on the front-end side. Uh, we will have uh, a UI builder, a, a UI designer, how we want to call it. Um, it, it will be, um, let's say, a framed one. Uh, it will not be a design tool uh, that uh, will allow anybody to just drag uh, shapes and uh, after that to um, to uh, to export in any application no uh, because we want to build enterprise grade software we will frame uh, only on what's needed so um, we will have a design system at the core and you as a user will be able to actually drag and drop like any no code uh, and no-code technology, drag and drop uh, components for, let's say, basic components like uh, inputs, uh, text uh, fields, uh, radio buttons, uh, or more complex components. Uh, and uh, after that, the focus of our designer will actually be, be on building the triggers for the processes and the events on a button, or any other visual component. So the focus of our visual designer will be on events and triggers. Does this make sense for you? Yes, it makes a lot of sense. I love it. And if people actually want to explore more, and they want to try Processio, etc., and follow also your evolution of this trigger-based or event-based design, where can they read more? Where can they learn more? What is mm -hmm. the best way to begin testing out Processio? Thank you for asking this. Actually, right now, in this moment, we are in pre-release phase. We will launch soon at the end of this month, uh, on March 31st. Uh, we have a waiting list uh, and a private access request uh, landing page on our website on processio, processio.com. Uh, you'll be able to find the private access request uh, page. We have a waiting list and we will start to provide access uh, to our technology uh, in uh, the second quarter of uh, uh, this year, starting with April. So we will soon launch, but privately. Uh, and also we will want we will launch public on uh, uh, July 1st uh, so uh, for the second quarter of this year we will provide and grant access in batches of users of uh, uh, people that were interested in our technology uh, because we want to improve what we are building uh, it is more like beta private uh, access and we want to improve it based on our the early adopters and uh, our supported uh, feedback. And to, uh, after we've uh, improved the technology to provide access to the next batch of uh, interest users and so forth. So um, 
first of all, just check out our website. Um, for sure, the, when we launch privately, you or any other user that want to use it or any other person that want to uh, test it out, we will uh, will uh, be able to um, access it and uh, we'll, it will find uh, uh, a knowledge base. We'll have a knowledge base with articles regarding how you can use Placesio. Um, regarding the future, regarding the uh, front-end site, front-end building site, uh, there will not be too... too uh, too much info because that's the future. Uh, the focus will be on uh, providing information uh, on, in our knowledge base about the existing uh, versions and our roadmap. For sure, we will have a roadmap uh, public, and uh, our supporters and early adopters will be able to check it out and to uh, upvote it or pro or uh, provide feedback or the suggest the new features. Um, but more than that, uh, there will not be uh, in, a, any anything documented because uh, it's the future and it might change a bit. Does this make sense? It does. I'll make sure to write your website as well as the process your Twitter in the description so people can explore more. It was actually honestly a privilege. I thank you very much for your time and my Twitter again is at no code wealth. But do you just share about you as a person? Because sometimes people like to connect with that. For do you sure. have like some uh, hobbies? How is your family? Like some details because some people can relate and think, oh, this is not mm -hmm. just the CEO of a company, but maybe he has a dog that he loves or a daughter that he goes to the mountains and. Romania or any other place with, etc. Thank you, Abdulaziz, for asking this. Actually, um, I, I'm not, I'm not just the CEO, and for me, CEO is not just a, a function or an, a, a domain right there. Uh, for me, um, I, I'm part of the team. I'm one with the team. Uh, so I, I'm also human. I'm a person. Uh, right now, at this uh, point. Um, I, I like to say that I'm I'm a father of two, uh, one daughter uh, that will soon um, it, it, it's it's a young daughter uh, she's almost three years old but also I, I have another son and it's called Procesio so uh, why I'm saying that because Procesio is like uh, my uh, my second son. It's uh, uh, a children of it's a, it's a child of mine uh, because it demands the same attention uh, like my daughter. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to uh, to be a father for both. Does this uh, uh, make sense for you? Uh, and also about myself um, at at. Uh, at, at my core, I'm a designer, actually. My background is on design side. Uh, but uh, I, I like to say that since, uh, um, since my childhood, I was uh, passionate about technology, about uh, software development. So I, I kind of balanced the creative side of mine and the technical side of mine. Actually, like a no-code, then local technology, like Tocesio, I, I try to balance 
the uh, the creati creativity and the technical side the the e easiness of doing things with the complexity technical complexity uh, behind uh, so i i'm uh, i'm a ux person i have a background in user experience i've led teams and in, in the ux field and product design but also in development side of any product Thank you. And actually, that is a perfect background for a CEO to raise your son or daughter Processio. I don't know whether you consider it a son or a daughter. I think but... it's a son because I have a daughter. Okay. Yes. Then you have both a son and a daughter. Well, I thank you for your time, Marianne. It was my privilege. And I cannot wait to share this with the community and with everyone. Abdulaziz, thank you very much. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, we will uh, hear each other soon, maybe see each other soon. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, let's build some wealth out there. Mm -hmm.